You are listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Guten Morgen. Good, good, no, good, no, a fine morning to you as well. <laughs> yeah. Bonjour. Bon, bonjour. Bonjour, no. Bon. I don't speak Italian. Yeah, sorry. Resist that. Oh, yeah. All um, is well? Yeah. I, For the most part, all is well. For the most part. I mean, I feel really good. I'm in good spirits. I'm in a, a season of good spirits. Okay, that's great. <laughs> but I, I made my coffee this morning, and... um. It's average. It's an average coffee. Average? Yeah. I'm, I'm in this thing where I'm like, I want to try all of the dark roasts that Trade has to offer. You know, I'm going to go through their catalog. Last month, eh. This month, eh. But I'll tell you what, because I have like a very narrow, like a, just a tight few favorites that are like the best of the Repeat. best. Yeah. Off Grid by Wonder State or yep. Ember by Alma. But I've, I've recently come upon another, an uncharacteristic dark roast because as it happens the last few times sophia has come in to visit she's brought me coffee sophia is ethan's girlfriend everyone just in case that's you right. didn't know that's right that's very true oh! <laughs> from from springfield some springfield coffee now oh, yes. the place oh, this is cool it's called the coffee ethic the coffee the wow I, that's a tongue twister <laughs> to say the coffee ethic yeah wow and the name that's of cool. the blend it is called the ritual blend. Wow. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and it's a dark roast. And here's the thing that's unique about this, why it's like really light stands above the rest with dark roast. You get all of these like chocolatey notes. They're always advertising the chocolate notes in your dark roast. I'm like, I'm over it. That's not really what <laughs> Don't I'm Don't need the chocolatey notes. No, but I have to go dark roast. It's just light does not work for me. does not agree with me. I need to pray about that. Um <laughs> But like everything I'm missing, I'm missing all of those like botanical, floral, fruity notes that are, that are just these bright notes in light roasts. Yeah. Like, wow. All of these cool people, all these cool guys drinking light roasts. I'll never know the joy. Their stomachs. This one, this one's got it. Really? Like, out of left field, I almost dropped my mug. I was like, where did that come from? Who slipped light roast into my car? <laughs> it's so good. It's got this kind of floral, this brightness in it. And it's like, whoa, it's a How gift. that? They just that need, sounds like a gift. They don't do two pound bags though. So I'm like, if you're listening, Springfield, please make a two pound bag. <laughs> In the meantime, you're stuck with an average. Yeah, I'll go through those ten ounces in like four days. Wow, <laughs> like, that's amazing. So that must be some very yeah. good coffee. Yeah. I mean, that's like you got to be doing like three cups a day when oh, yeah. you're. I may be four. Wow, look at yeah. that. That's some good coffee. It's very good. My current blend is good. I can't think of actually what it is right now. I have my favorites, but for some reason, I just mm-hmm. I like the thrill of like oh different kind it is fun so but it is hit and miss you even, know even when it's like mm, kind of whatever i i'm not really i'm not upset yeah because it's still comparatively yeah. great coffee yeah you know what i mean absolutely better than anything i'm gonna buy anywhere basically yeah. in I, my humble I just opinion. like knowing i'm just like yeah i've tried that i'm more informed now on the list you know exactly. but my my current blend is really good that's <sighs> that's so good all i have to say about it just makes me happy mm. like my morning coffee i'm like oh yes just right makes like it's got slightly Toasty notes, almost. Ooh, you know, I love like that. toasty notes. Oh, that that's like one so of my good. favorite. Yes, so good. Yes, it is. So anyway, that's uh, you know what else is good? <laughs> Tell me what else. Creation. I <laughs> mean, yes, because we're, we're talking about right creational of, goods of what things for which yes, God created that we might give thanks for. No, I was uh, thinking a while back. One of my favorite kind of theological links in scripture has to do with the creation account. Mm. Because if you read Genesis 1 carefully, uh, you'll discover that there's a lot more to consider there than just the debate over the length of the days of creation. As important as that <laughs> oh, is, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's a For fine sure. discussion to have. It's fun. But 
I want to suggest today Mm -hmm. that the creation account we read there is actually fairly illustrative of how God recreates us, Mm, right? Because that's language that's used in the New Testament to describe what God does to us in Christ by faith. Mm -hmm. He recreates us, new creation. And I think that reading Genesis 1 through that lens reminds us that the process of becoming who God made us to be, process <laughs> that word, right? And and processes, of course, take time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Recreation's not what I expected to hear. So, you have my attention. I, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll all find out together. Let's just take some verses and let's see where we can, we can get with this. Because right. in Genesis 1, 1 through 3, we find an earth that is formless. It's void. Darkness is over the face of the deep. And yet not everything is emptiness because hovering over that darkness like a dove is the spirit of God himself. We read in the text and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is life. And then, of course, you know the rest of the story probably, right? God speaks. Mm -hmm. God says, let there be light and voila, there was light and a lot more than 40 solid watts of it. (laughs) Kudos to those of you who got that little joke. That's a little... Little Spider Man reference. Excellent. Toby McGuire, Spider Man, Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Man. Anyway. <laughs> so, you know, that all seems straightforward <laughs> enough, I think, right? Like we read, oh, yeah, God spoke, he created, hurrah. You know, here we are. Yeah, yeah great. But just wait, because you fast forward, okay, to the New Testament. Mm-hmm. You flip over to 2 Corinthians. Mm. You go to the fourth chapter. Okay. The sixth verse. Yeah. The Apostle Paul writes these prescient words. He says, For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness. So he's referring back to creation, Mm -hmm. has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Okay. So take all that together. In other words, when you read Genesis 1, 1 through 3, what it seems to me Paul is saying here is that you're not just reading an account of how physical light, you know, the waves and Mm -hmm. the electrons or whatever, how that came into existence. You're also getting a picture of what happens when God makes human beings into new creations. Okay. That good connection, Paul. Wow. Look at that. It's like he's an apostle or something (laughs) writing inspired scripture. Where did that come from? Um, (laughs) I feel like that gives really a lot to ponder. I just don't know where to start. <laughs> I, just, I mean, like, I have some thoughts. They're not fully formed. And I don't want to jump ahead here, but it's like, this is kind of new ground for me. I've never considered this. Yeah, no, it's 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 fun. And fun may not be the right word to use, but that's what I think. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, like, let's just, you can just start. Like, okay, God spoke over the nothingness and lifelessness of the void, mm. right? And then there was light. Yeah. Similarly, I think we're safe to say God speaks into the chaotic darkness of the human heart and light is given in the place of darkness. Mm. Okay. And he does both those by his word, oh. right? That is through the word of Christ. Okay. Because, <gasps> whoa. Right. It's a, faith comes by hearing, hearing through the word of Christ. And Paul explicitly says that the light we're given allows us to see God's glory in Christ's face. Mm. Okay. Or to say it another way, through the word, we meet Christ. Right? And Christ is life. And another connection, that life is the light of men. That's what the Apostle John says, right? Mm-hmm. So you get all these connections between life and light coming and dispelling darkness, giving light, yeah. recreating. So let me summarize all that. When God pulls a Genesis 1, 1 through 3 on our hearts, if we could put it that way, <laughs> um, he's not just making abstract things visible to us. He's giving us life by opening our eyes so that they can truly see him by faith, Mm. right? And the life we receive by looking to Christ begins to spring up and spill over in all kinds of ways, just like the rest of the creation account in Genesis 1, because Mm. it doesn't end with the creation of light, right? Exactly. All these other things begin to spring up after and out of that. Yeah. I also think it's interesting. It's like God also created a world where light 
like in just just speaking scientifically, light is a necessity for life to yes. flourish. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, it's designed to be a process oriented starting point that like makes future work possible. Yes, like because it's only like we're here at the first act. Yes, <laughs> with much more to come. Right. He doesn't tend to bypass the hard work of like responsibility and effort that comes with cultivating good things. It's required mm-hmm. to cultivate good things. We'd all like that. I would yeah. like that. <laughs> just <Real> instantaneous. <laughs> it's like it's like why we dare not pray for patience because like it won't be instantaneous <laughs> we, we know what you're up to god yeah. <laughs> how like, dare you but looking at genesis in in this like creation account there's a process in place like it wasn't all of creation coalescing at the whim of god it's like spread out in some way there's mm-hmm. it's, it has stages over a debated period of time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like okay like i don't know if i'm derailing us further here but it's a process that he eventually invites humankind to participate in. Yes. Which yes. that feels substantial in this conversation. It does. And extremely important link. Mm. Because, you know, you just take the rest of Genesis 1, okay? To your point, exactly. It recounts the way that God made the rest of the cosmos. Mm-hmm. You know, you got sun and moon and stars, earth and sea and sky, birds, beasts, fish, and then, of course, you have mankind as the crown. You have yeah. Adam and Eve. And without wading too deeply into the waters, again, to your point, it suffices to say... The process of creation took time. Yeah. Okay. Unless, parentheses, of course, <laughs> you hold to the rather strange view that it all happened in a single moment, mm. which was the view that my hero Augustine held. <laughs> but enough about him. <laughs> about that. Yeah. He did. <laughs> another topic for another time. But yeah. he was, he thought that saying, oh, it took any amount of time at all denigrated the power of God. And so he's like, it's poetic, but in a different way than we would take it. <laughs> right. so anyway, but all we're content to say it took time. Okay. And then, of course, you have it all finished up by saying, God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, morning, the sixth day, and thus the heavens, the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. And so he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. Mm. So let's take, again, let's just keep putting all these pieces together, at least trying to. God may recreate us in a single moment by a single word. Mm. Kind of like he did right at the beginning where he's like, let there be light, boom. Right. Now you have... Something where there was previously emptiness and void and darkness. But he continues to recreate us over time, Mm. just like he continues over a process to create the whole world, right? So you take that, put it in other words, don't expect to be a sinless saint overnight. Exactly. Right? Because here's another interesting point to me. Until Genesis chapter 3, there was nothing sinful or corrupt about Adam and Eve or the world they inhabited, right? Nothing corrupt, Hmm. nothing sinful, Mm -hmm. no curse yet. Right. And yet, not only did God take time to make everything, even when he finished with his work, mankind was still charged with subduing the earth. He says, be fruitful, multiply, Hmm. exercise dominion over the world. That would take, you guessed it, time, (laughs) right? Like even in a perfect world, it's going to take time to cultivate the earth and exercise dominion properly over the creatures and create a society basically like that's going to take time it's kind of a lock something for me because when thinking about this in light of my own you know like recreation right why is it that i suddenly revert to an all-or-nothing framework like yeah what is is that about my default position here because it feels like any failure of self-control or or weakness or selfishness reads like a scathing review of my like of my like validity 
as a as a Christian. Yeah, like I'm a bad Christian now. You're like, oh, I committed a sin. Yeah. I'm not saved. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, if I'd really changed, if I'd really grown past this, then I would. What is the, What is the assumption that I'll be without failure or fault? Yeah. Like, what is? What is that? I would have a perfect track record now. If my, <laughs> it's. It's like if my sin offends God. Yes. Okay. Then why would He allow a process that takes time? Mm-hmm. Because that time. That's time for sin to happen. Yeah, right. It's yeah. going to happen. Like I feels like he's co-signed a process that inevitably means I will sin again. No. I won't be perfect yet. Mm-hmm. Why not just excise this weakness in an instant? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am conveniently ignoring Paul's thorn in the flesh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I see the parallels to my argument here. But it's just, it is bewildering to me. In a cool way. Yeah. <laughs> that like we even see from the point of creation, which if he wanted to, could have made it instantaneous. Yeah. Thanks, Augustine. <laughs> um, but at least for like my money, I yeah, guess, right. traditional view, Say, yes. he chose a picture of process. Yes. What? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and now just so we're clear, when God gives us new birth, yeah, I mean like, yeah, the transformation will be as drastic as the one that took place in the first three verses of Genesis. Mm. Like that, that's fair. You know, new desires, the whole nine yards. But the process of becoming who we are, mm-hmm. to use Frederick Beekner's apt yeah, phrase. Cut that. Yeah, to your point, it's often a much longer one than we would probably like. And there is something about that process that deepens, I think, our dependence upon God and our realization that it does mm-hmm. require him mm-hmm. to make this happen. You know, and again, we could spend hours, I mean, literal hours contemplating the mystery of why he would do it that way. I was thinking about your point there about like, man, like after so long, you'd think like, Mm -hmm. why haven't I gotten past some of these? Because it's almost the exact opposite. Like the more mature I I become, Mm -hmm. the more clearly I see Christ and the work that he's doing in my life and my heart and around me. It's like, oh, the more aware I become of sin. Like, oh, I didn't even know that was a problem. And now... Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, there's that that I now have to deal with, right? Yeah. It's like the the nearer you get to the light, right? Like, mm. true, like in creational sense, like the nearer you get to the brightness of his glory, the more it reveals. Mm-hmm. Like, that just makes sense almost. Yeah. But in a paradoxical sense, that's a sign that you are getting closer. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? I, I could risk that could be misunderstood very easily, I think. <laughs> but no, I'm tracking with you. And I feel like there's there's like another angle to this, and I'm not quite sure how it fits, but I think there's a reason to be grateful that he has chosen time and process because like what a testament what a picture of like patience and mercy that that mm-hmm. gives us. It's, yes. Mm-hmm. Cause without it, oh boy. Yeah. So I think all that is to say is we have to learn to diligently, for example, cultivate the fruit of the spirit mm. just as much as Adam and Eve would have had to learn to diligently cultivate the garden of Eden. Right. Hey, then they have to do that. Yeah. Again, just in case you're thinking now all of this is sounding like cool, but like, I mean, is there really any other basis <laughs> for this? Like, are you drawing like a weird one time mm, sure. link? Well, the apostle Paul, again, I think he makes this link clear when he says the same power which created everything we read about in Genesis chapter one and following is the same power that is making us God's workmanship. Mm. Because if you take, for example, a passage like Romans one twenty, where Paul, he uses a single word, but we have to translate it using multiple. Yeah. But you read Romans one twenty, he talks about the things that have been made mm. by God. And yeah. he's referring to all of creation. All created things. Yeah. That same word in Romans one twenty that is used to describe God's power in creating creation is the same word Paul uses in Ephesians 2.10 when he says, you and I are God's workmanship. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, the point there, I think, seems to be that the same, again, same power, same idea, same stuff at work mm. when God creates process. things. 
yeah, creational process in us. Yeah. And even that like workmanship language, you know, you get the idea mm-hmm. in the ancient world, it was the idea of like an artist yeah. making a sculpture or something like that. Like there's a, again, it's a process, you yeah, know, right? Absolutely. Or to use God's own language about it. He's like, I'm the potter and you are the clay. That takes time, right? Yeah. Like you don't just start with a lump of clay and then boom. Yeah, it's there are many Pot. stages that yeah, you have to do carefully. Yeah, a lot. So all that is to say is supposing God took, say, six days to create the cosmos, he might take at least that long to recreate us, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So just as an encouragement for us today, that's what I want this to be, an encouragement to press on with patience and not grow weary, even as we consider our own weaknesses, right? Because mm-hmm. we've all been there. Like mm-hmm. I do the the prayer of confession in the morning and there are days where it's like, it, it's extra depressing for some reason. Where I'm just like, I can't like I have to do this every day. Yeah. And I have things to confess every day. Yeah. You know, like it kind of gets like, God, like I'd really like to not have to do this anymore. Yeah. But again, there's a sense in which that's a good sign. <laughs> and so- Let's continue to strive for the prize, knowing that the same God who spoke all things into existence is the same God who is speaking new light and life into us, and with the promise that he will finish what he started. He doesn't leave his workmanship and his projects half abandoned or half finished. (laughs) You know, you might be on day three of six in your creation story, or you might be on day six, turning the quarter into a Sabbath, seventh, you know, it'd be good. Mm. God will complete his work, so trust him, and he will do better for you than you can even ask or imagine, so... Anyway, there you have it. Yeah. If uh, you have any questions on this or any other topic, feel free to email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net. And if this was an encouragement to you and you want to leave us a little encouragement here, the podcast, an honest five-star review on the Apple Podcast platform, we'd be appreciative. Yeah. We'd be thankful. You yeah. know, it'd be great. If not, also, no sweat, because, you know, process. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, as always, for listening, and we'll catch you next time.